It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. With an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Games here. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with trusting our higher power. In this episode 46 of the Defective Characters Podcast, let's go. Are you happy, Dennis? I did my my original one. I I did. I liked it. I was just thinking in my head while you were doing that intro, Mike, that I was like, wow, I can't believe you were able to do that without a script or anything. And then I leaned over and realized you were reading a script on your phone. (laughs) You know what it is? Is I don't want to fumble. And even though like in my head, this I mean, hell, it's episode 46. So we've done this quite a time. And might I add, I'm very proud that outside of maybe a couple words changing here and there, the script hasn't changed since our pilot episode one that we did almost a year ago at this point. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and it's also the fact that Dennis wrote the script, so he wants to make sure that it's did exactly. I write the script? Huh? You did, I did because I, I said, "What's this supposed to say?" And you're like, uh, "Probably like the opinions are our own. We don't represent any yeah. particular organization, institution, or fellowship." Yeah. I was like, "Keep it simple and put a disclaimer." In, you know? <laughs> the only yeah. thing that James and I are like, ah, like. Do we need to talk about Minecraft like that much? Well, I mean, like, I, we, we took those two pages out. <laughs> <laughs> is, there any, yeah. is there anything else that you think's missing, James? Well, no, I'll get right into it, though. I, I, my, our sponsor called me, and he is um, starting his own podcast, and he was asking me a bunch of questions, and I, I kind of referred him to you because you're the producer. Did he give you a call? He did not. He did okay. not. He, he uh, you know, sponsor, sponsor, drama. Is it, is it, is it recovery <laughs> based? I don't know. I didn't really get into it, but he was talking about how he wants to have a, a, a different song every um, podcast. And I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Because one of the things I love about the podcast I listen to is it's comforting to hear the same jingle and the same opening every every time like we have it's just discomfort well that's a branding thing it it triggers a nostalgia and like oh now i know what i'm getting into kind of feeling Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's why like even i got a note from people saying that well you know people don't listen to it just on thursdays why does it say it and i said well because that's when it premieres you know and it's like even though you think about, and this might be like a far offshoot, but think about Friends, the TV show Friends. Anybody that grew up in that era, if I was to say to you, hey, what night of the week was Friends on? You probably know, you know, what night was it, Dennis? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't watch Friends. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. Are you serious? No. So, I didn't. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe because you guys are just a couple of years older than it, me. I'm guessing it was on Thursday because it wasn't on Friday. Yeah, that was TGIF. Right, it was must see TV. Yeah. So it was must see TV Thursday. But for that generation, 
it was like, that's what it was. And it doesn't mean that you only because I mean, heck, after like the first three years, it went into syndication once or I guess four years once it hit 100 episodes. But the, the point is that it's just when it premieres. Like for us, we don't record it Thursday. Don't but it goes like, I think they, they know. They don't know. <laughs> we, we do record some Thursdays. I know. I'm breaking all the magic, huh? <laughs> um, My name's not really Dennis, no. by the way. Did we ever talk about that? That no, you didn't know? Talk, oh, you don't want to talk about that. It's a, you know, that's my identity. <laughs> I like no. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I won't dive into that. But I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, this this week, um, this topic in particular of trusting our higher power. I know the three of us can uh, relate to, but it uh, it struck me really tough because just in short i found out and and you two know because i leaned on you heavily um i got home from work uh this past wednesday and my wife uh was sitting on the couch uh acting really distant and i said what's up and she told me that she wanted a divorce and she wasn't happy in the relationship for a very long time and uh, part of it, albeit a small part, but still a part, um, was that some of the resentments that she had back when I was drinking uh, over six years ago, the verbal abuse and the lying, when it came out, I hit my bottom. She couldn't, she couldn't get over that. And there was nothing I could do. She didn't want to do out of therapy, didn't want to do anything. She was just done with it. And uh, I never thought, I never thought that would that would be me. You know, we have a two-year-old daughter that, um, you know, went through health struggles two years ago and she just wants to co-parent in 50-50. But if I didn't have a higher power in my life, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have made it through, you know, and it wouldn't have guided me to you guys, you know, and, and that's a, such a, such a tough thing to go through, you know, like immediately that night, um, when I was still like in it, I reached out to James and then that morning I woke up early and I met up with Dennis, um, and went to a meeting. And I think it's so important because just two episodes ago, I talked about how I had a conversation that she trusted me again and, um, trying to figure out how to deal with that, you know? So I just wanted to share that to start and really thank, thank you, Dennis, and uh and james for the advice through it all yeah you're welcome i'm kind of offended that you waited a whole day to contact me about it like i see how it is you know what i'm kidding you know (laughs) you you know what it was and i'll be honest the um the bond of uh brotherhood that james and i have of pretty much having the same playbook with the same sponsor um and notes it was something that I said, you know what, you know, James has kids outside of his current marriage and he might have a, a different perspective. And then I was really hoping all night that it would change. And in the morning pleaded again um, with, you know, with no result. So I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I will say that, uh, by the grace of God and just the miracle of the program, I didn't think about picking up a drink once, 
nor have I, you know. And if you're new in the program, you're like, that's a bunch of bull. And it's not because I said, you know what? This is in a couple of days afterwards, uh, I guess two days after I chaired uh, a morning meeting because they were looking for a chair. And I stepped up and did that and was able to really have the perspective of sharing this stuff isn't for pity. It's not for anything, but I know I'll be on the other side of this. And when we're at episode 100 or episode you know, 146, I know that I'll have so much more wisdom of what works. So if somebody has this happen to them, you know, we think that it's going to be so easy, right? you like, you get sober and then everything is amazing. And I remember thinking that when I picked up my one year chip and that everything was going to go back to how it was and nothing ever can. It's always changing, you know? But when I turned it over, the the freedom I get when I continue, you know, to do that and to kind of reset. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, you know, I, it sucks that you're going through this. And we've talked one on one about it and stuff like that. But I, I like to point out that, like, how you're handling it with how crappy it is. Like, let's be honest, it's it's shit. No one wants to go through this. But your first reaction was to reach out to James and your sponsor. And then the next day you went right to a meeting and you reached out to your fellowship and me and other people. And then you opened up a little bit about it during a meeting and got the group's advice and stuff like that. Like you've done everything that you're supposed to do to help you get through it. I know like probably back in the day, if you were to like, just go and get drunk and like try to ignore it or like, lash out on your emotions or whatever it'd be in a lot worse situation today than it than it is now you know but like since the topic's about like relying on our higher power like do you have any example like what have you done to rely on your higher power through this yeah i i think the the main thing in in james um has been sending me like morning devotionals that have been really helpful to kind of get my head out of it. Um, the, the main thing, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to start it. I haven't started it yet is listening and going through the big book again, um, audio wise, because I'm in my car so much driving to and from work that I think I'm just going to tear through, tear through that to connect because initially that's where I found you know, some people find it in the rooms. Some people find it in the fellowship. Some people find it in a church, in a building. I really think I found it in the book um, because it learned, I, I, I learned so much about who I was. And right now I really have to find out who I was, you know, like codependency is not healthy no matter what. And sometimes people fall into that. I feel like alcoholics do, you know, we joke around hostages, you know, like picking up a hostage um, and how unhealthy that is, you can be sober and it can still be unhealthy. Um, so I just, every, every morning I say, God, you know, please help me through, um, the struggles and change me, you know, pray for my, uh, my wife that she's able to find what she's looking for. And, 
pray that she focuses on our daughter more than anything else, you know, more than the hatred towards me. Cause I mean, they're pretty much opposites, you know, like it's really tough to have God if you have hate, you know, you're just taking that on. So those are the main things that I do um, today to, to connect. What do you think, James? Mike, I I liked what you said and, uh, you know, kudos, you know, what you're going through. I went through that about what five or six years ago and it's hard, man. It's, it's hard. And I was still, you know, in the thick of my addiction, which is why uh, my ex left me. And, um, you know, I did not have a God and I, um, I, um, you know, I was just upset and, you know, days were long and just miserable, miserable days. Um, I liked um, that you're going to go back into the big book. Um, for me, that's pretty routine. I don't, you know, I read it when I do big book studies, but um, I have um, Audible and I've got uh, Joe and Charlie on Audible. So um, I listen to that, you know, when I'm doing chores, if I'm going on a long drive to Miami. Um, if you can, um, that is a fun way to read the book. You know, because sometimes you're reading it yourself, you're, it's, it's okay, but when you got these two guys explaining it to you and laughing about it, it's really, they really bring it to life. So I would recommend doing that, Mike, if you, if you can. I know they're on YouTube as well. Um, you know, we had a conversation about, um, you know, our, our spiritual malady and when we didn't have God. And I, I remember I asked you if, you know, God was present in your, in your relationship. And it sounded to me that, um, you know, your wife, um, she has a spiritual malady. And when you have the program and she doesn't, she's looking for something that she cannot fill with another person. She's always going to be going in this endless cycle of being depressed and unfulfilled until she gets God. And that's just human nature. God designed us to want God. So when we fill it with worldly things, we're always unfulfilled. And um, uh, one of my one of my great friends and pastor that I look up to, Pastor Ken, uh, Dennis knows him. Um, I remember during he's got a cute puppy dog. Yeah, well, actually, Gracie died. Yeah. Oh what? No, don't tell I'm me sorry. that. Sorry. Yeah, poor poor Gracie. Yeah, she was. Wasn't wasn't this podcast already sad enough? <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> I'm not to bring dead puppies into. Yeah, she was sorry for interrupting. Go on. And um, you know he. I watched this one of these this sermon about, you know God, like he gets sad when marriages break up. Like he hates when marriages break up. And I remember he sent me this, and this was when me and my wife were planning on getting married. We, he sent us these devotionals to watch, and so I called him up and I was like, you know, I'm I'm not sure if I if I should get back together with my, with my ex or not. And he's like, and Pastor Ken's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea, James, because you guys are not yoked the same. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, the human has a heart that, that yearns for God. And some people um, yearn for God 
and others do not at all. And some are completely blocked and they, they yearn for worldly things. And he's like, when I see you and Talitha together, you two are perfectly yoked. Like you both have this desire for God and you're both spiritual um, beings that, that are going to grow together and, you know, work things out. And when he, when he said that, it, it made perfect sense to me. And God had, God had taken me out of a destructive relationship and he placed me with someone else. And, you know, that was like maybe a year after I'd broken up and I went through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering, a lot of it, my own doing, you know, my kids saw a lot. And, and in the, in the end, you know, it's not perfect, my marriage now, but it is, you know, up there with just good communication. Um, we, we are attentive to each other and we try to be compassionate when the other's not feeling so well. And, uh, it, and I believe it's because we're yoked. God had other plans for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to walk through. I, I didn't like change. No one really likes change, especially when it's something so close to you, it's something so personal and something you love so much. You know, it's really hard, but God's there. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't deny his plans for me. All I can do is accept them gracefully, which is very hard sometimes. So let's stop yapping. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you think, Dennis? Like, how do you, how do you trust a higher power and, and how do you strengthen that? Um, like me personally, like I've never been married. So like I'll relate it to it in my own life. Like I deal with, with uh, like depression pretty much. Right. So I, I, my mind tends to go to like a, a darker negative mindset. And like when I look at like my life, compared to like the outside world or whatever it's really easy like i'm not where i want to be in my career you know i don't have a significant other that i want like and like i look at these things and it and it depresses me and so like i tend to lose hope you know i'm filled with doubt you know i i didn't always have a higher power in my life right like i spent many of my years being like a devout atheist and it was through life when i finally came to know like my higher power you know and the rooms have helped with that but um so there's always doubt that sneaks in and it sneaks in a lot and a lot like when things aren't going my way or i'm not getting what i want or things aren't i'm not where i think i'm supposed to be and that happens so like it's on a regular basis that i have to fight with and and you know i i have to turn to prayer i have to like like step three is really big for me i have to like give it to my higher power i have to uh, you know like it's in it's like god it's in your hands like you know and then i say things like you know like help me be happy or content with the way things are like even if i don't get what i want or if i'm not where i'm supposed to be at least let me be happy with that rather than like trying to pray like oh please give me this or please make this happen I try to like, you know, calm my emotions and you know, my state of mind, my spirituality to a point where I'm okay with it all. 
you know, and then like when I do that, if I'm open and honest with God and my friends about how I'm feeling, what I'm going through or whatever, and I vocalize that, then things tend to work out, you know, like just this week, I was like, you know, with, with everything that's going on with like the pandemic and everything, life just seems to be like on pause. Right. And my life in particular, just seems like there's nothing happening. You know, it's a day in day out kind. I'm not making advances in career or even doing anything. And so I get depressed or whatever. Then like, you know, I pray and I like put it out there. I talk to my friends about it. And then like, you know, the fellowship seems to like step up like just the other day. I think it might have been like yesterday or whatever or the day before yesterday. I had like a long conversation with a friend of ours about my movie career and everything and basically went over the whole thing and like talked about it. And this was just a normal conversation. But in that conversation, it brings up like, you know, my lack of motivation right now, my hopelessness with it, my should I just give up and go do something else kind of attitude because that's all tied in with it. And then the next morning, someone sent me like a devotional, like you said, or whatever, that was very applicable to what was going on inside me. And then James actually sent me one like 10 minutes later that was even more applicable. And like, they have no idea what my conversation was or anything like that. But that when things like that happens, it helps me trust a little bit. You know, there seems to be some kind of force going on in this world that is trying to let me know that everything is okay. And that all the things that look like they're really dark and hard, that you are where you're supposed to be. And like those reminding me, like help build that trust in it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, even like all the, the negative things that we go through in the end, they seem to be worked out for the better. Once the pain goes away and every and we adapt to the new normal and everything, and then we turn around and look back with like 2020 vision, it seems like it all needed to happen to get to where we are now. You know, like I think one thing I heard a long time ago that I still think applies is sometimes not getting what we want is the greatest blessing that we could ever get, you know? And it's things like that, reminding myself being honest with God and with myself and with my friends and then be open to the things that come, mm -hmm. you know? Hey James, yeah. got a question for sure. you. So how do you know, like what's a red flag that your trust in God is, is on the verge of like, you're taking your will. So if something happens to you, that's not great. Like, some advice to people to know that the feelings that they have will improve if they trust in God. And you know what I mean? Like, like, how do you know, like, where's that line for you where it's like, yeah, like I have to, I have to put in work. Like I'm feeling irritable. Like, like what does that feel like to you? And like, has there been a time yeah. where in sobriety the last three years that that's come up? Well, for me, it's uh I have a, a built-in moral compass, and um, you know when I'm doing God's will, what He would have me do for me, uh, I'm always uh, content. Um, 
a lot of times I feel joy. Um, now, when I'm doing something like, um, you know, yelling or, um, or stealing or, you know, just being a douche, um, like I, my whole body starts to stress out and I feel this, this kind of pain. And in, until I go back to God, um, you know, I'm going to be sitting in that pain. And, um, for me, it's, it's, it always starts with prayer. It always, I go, I have to go right to God. I let him know how I'm feeling. What would you have me do for me? And, um, I was telling yesterday to Dennis that, uh, you know, my wife came up to me and, and she said, I need you to do these three things. And one of them was meditate on a daily basis and she knew I had not been meditating and that's like, ah, so I, I got this new app and I, I'm on day two of meditating and, you know, through that. What app is it? Calm. I was thinking about C yeah. C A L M. There, I think there's, there's a free version. You can go and then they try to get you to pay $70 for the year. Uh, I'm trying it for a week. Uh, probably won't spend $70 on it because YouTube's free. <laughs> but um, yeah, you don't need an app to meditate. And we are not sponsored by Calm. Uh, <laughs> unless you want to sponsor us. Yeah, unless. <laughs> For $70 a month. No, $70 we a will. year. So uh, $70 a month is... No, no, no. no. Oh! We, we want 70 yeah. bucks a month for the sponsor. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> That's, I mean, it's, it's only fair. Yeah, you definitely don't need an app. We, we, do have, we do have thousands of listeners right now. So I don't want to, you know, not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. We're all in this for the money, right? Yeah, the I, big bucks we're making. Yeah, if you guys, hold on. Podcast hold on. Right now, you think talking. anybody is questioning that after 46 <laughs> episodes and there's no commercials in between? I mean, why else would anyone do We're this? shooing away the sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing everything Very kindly, can. though. Very kindly. We send him a nice letter. <laughs> um... <laughs> So has it been working a couple days in? Uh, yeah, I feel um, absolutely because I got um, sometimes, you know, my wife will get um, really tired and and that's code for a depressive state and um, she'll sometimes sleep all day. And I used to get mad at this because how dare she sleep all day when I'm up and I want to do fun things with her. And I remember, like, watch Netflix for five hours. And um, I, I remember one time, like, I was in when we were still drinking. She would do this, and I took a whole bottle of water and I sprayed it on her head to wake her up. There's so many. Holy shit! Oh dude. yeah. And I, I did that again when you know, like, we had maybe three months sober. I haven't done it since. And when I look back at it, I'm just, I actually just a couple weeks ago, I. I made an amends for that because I don't even know if I did that in the original amends. But my amends with her is a living amends for sure. And I'm like, God, that was so mean of me. I'm so sorry. She's like, yeah, it was pretty mean. And, um, but I'm getting off track. She, um, you know, she sent me um, a message this morning. She said, I'm really tired. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep in. And so I got up and um, made sure the morning meeting was running smooth. Um, 
I took care of the little beasts Tuesday. She does it, but I did it instead of her. And I'm just, and I left her a little note on the bed, um, just saying, you know, I hope the, the, that you're filled with joy today and energy from the Holy Spirit. You know, just trying to be as kind as possible because I know that when she's feeling tired, you know, it's it's code for she's feeling a little, she's not feeling God. And so I, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure she is. And, you know, she's also taking uh, this new course and it's a school course and it starts on like August 10th or whenever. And, and she has to read eight books before the course. And, you know, I know that must be stressful enough because I looked at these books. I was like, I can't read one of these books in a month. And <laughs> But she's, you know, as Dennis, she's definitely the intellectual type. I'm definitely the free spirit. Like, books? Who needs books? I've got Audible. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I forgot what the question was, to be honest. <laughs> I think, I think the I question think... was, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, okay. Yeah, I made, um... yeah, you didn't, you didn't even. You didn't even answer it. <laughs> Dennis, do you remember the question? Do you want to answer it? I don't like, remember like, the like question. How, that's how you know your that's how you know that your response was great, James. Oh. When you give when you give a dentist like response where it's so developed and there's so many layers that at the end of it it's like which is funny because in our home groups, everybody that's listening, that's exactly what happens. It's open discussion. Yeah. And then once, once like six or seven shares come in at the end of the meeting, I think it's funny because sometimes I'll drop my daughter off at daycare and I'll come and see Dennis and I'll be like, so what was the topic? And he's like, ah, <laughs> I don't really know. There was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. It's just essentially, I don't know if that makes us a self-centered group or what, but we each get something different out of it. So the question that I asked James is like how you can feel it in you oh, when it's more that. you yeah. than it is your higher power yeah. and when you need to like start putting work in and it's different for everybody. So is there like a feeling in you or is there a time that that's happened and you're like, I really got to plug in. Um, I don't know. I think my gauges are pretty much the, the depression and the anxiety. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me because a lot of times I don't know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you, you think like God has a plan for me. Right. And like, and whatnot. So what is that plan? And like, we don't get to know all we have to do is live our life and try to do the next right thing and accept things as they unfold. So for me, it's like this balance of like, that intuitive feeling of like something doesn't feel right here. I need to like get away from it. But for me, it kind of, it's overactive. So sometimes I got to fight through that initial fear and then trust that where I am is where I'm supposed to be. But I think it's, it's really, you know, besides that, like those gut feelings or whatever, it's like kind of like James says with that moral compass, it's like that, that Jiminy cricket, you know, if you listen, you know, what is right and what is wrong kind of thing. A lot of times we just don't listen to it and we ignore it. Yeah. So if I, you know, if I 
if I look at a situation and what I'm trying to do and look at my motivations behind it, am I motivated by fear or am I motivated by greed or lust or one of those things? And if that's the whole prime motivation, then there's usually something in me that's like, eh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this or whatever. You know, maybe you're kind of taking it, the steering wheel and driving yourself down the wrong path. If I look at it and realize that I'm doing it like my intention is out of like service or love or even just a non-harmless good time or to like spend time with, you know, like there's positive motivations. And then usually those are kind of the easier gentle path. Not that like you don't have to do work to get somewhere or something like that, but there's a calmness to it. You know what I'm saying? A, a, an ease that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my biggest flag that has um really popped up really in the last i mean when we're recording this all this was just like six days ago that my uh you know if you've been through something in in sobriety where you don't have a vice outside of the program higher power and everything else it is very raw and i almost feel like i'm levitating above my body looking down at what's happening to me And the danger in that is the slogan, you know, stay where your feet are. Well, unfortunately, if my feet aren't on the ground, it's really tough for me. And when my feet aren't on the ground, I have uh, a tough time having God in my life. And I know that it's not right because I have enough time and have done enough work the last six years to let me know that. And when I say that, I, I don't mean that I'm not growing still just sometimes uh sometimes the these lessons you you can do one of two things i can either stay in the hate and my feet will never touch the ground at that point or i can stay in the day and whenever i'm feeling hate filled it's usually about something that happened in the past that i regret or that i have anger towards or it is fear of something in the future that very well might not happen and most likely not. My track record of knowing what's actually going to happen in the future has not been good. And because that's not me. That's not a strength of mine. If it was, I'd be making a lot of money. I'd probably have one of those cool TV shows where I'm a psychic in a cab driving people around and just <laughs> reading you know, which is actually a real thing. I don't yeah, know if you guys, it, it's a real television <laughs> show, but I'm pretty sure their track record ain't that great either. <laughs> so, so I'm uh whenever the hate comes up, like the the irritation, but like, you know, whenever I feel that, I know that I have to, you know, I have to go back in. And you're talking about Audible, and I don't use Audible, but I do listen to a heck of a lot of um, recovery and meditation and spiritual podcasts. And those have got me out of a lot of dark places. You know, uh, whenever I travel someplace else, I try to hit a meeting. And sometimes, as crazy as it sounds, the meeting schedules aren't always up to date. And many a time I've gone and, and there hasn't been a meeting there anymore. Um, so I sit in my car and I YouTube speaker talks, you know, and I'm able to uh, to do that. So it uh, it just feels good. What's that, Dennis? What's that say? 
It said, comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. What is that, like a, like a meme? Yeah, someone just sent it to me. It's also, That's all, was that it's also safe to say was that, that James uh, that said no, that? No, no, but, um, no. <laughs> Random person. You're, um, it's, it's pretty safe to say that your feet are uh, planted in firm, planted in midair at this point. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wanted to yeah. say, well, I, think I commend you for um, that, that you're praying for your wife. You know, that's, that's hard to do in a time like this. And that's what you have to do, you know. And, um, you know, and then well, the resentment I, prayer, too. Like, because this could, this could cause resentment if you're not praying for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm making... Sorry to cut you off, Janice. Like I'm making a like a hardcore effort yeah. to separate what she's doing from her as a person, yeah. and saying I hate the things that she's doing, but I don't hate her as a person. And even if it's somebody that you don't love as a person, whether it's a coworker or just any anybody that's in your life, I feel like coworkers take a lot of hit because you're forced into you know you both work at the same place, and if you have to interact with each other. You know, there's no saying that just because the same person signs your check that you have to love, like, or anything them. But to to hate them is not what God wants. You can hate things about people, you know, but maybe you'll learn actually something about yourself. So I'm hoping that I learned something about myself through this. And it's unfortunate that she's shutting herself off. And I said even last night that I didn't share with you guys. Um, I asked her that like what it really was and she said she didn't want to rehash things and um it's just it's a tough thing because until she's ready and she might never be ready um i have to just pray that uh that we get there you know and i can get there without her you know it's just not how i want it you know yeah how i have I was going to say, like, you know, back on, like, <clears throat> the higher power thing and going and going through, like, hard things like this. It's 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 perfectly natural for us to have doubt, you know, that, like, you know, why is this happening to me? Like, oh, my God, I've been abandoned or whatever. But that's OK, you know, because it's what we do when that doubt sneaks in. Right. And like what you've done is by reaching out and doing everything that you're doing, even talking about it here on the podcast or whatever, is you've turned to God with that. You've turned to your higher power. So even if you might doubt everything that's going on in life and doubt your higher power, when you turn to him and express that doubt or express that pain that you're feeling, that is that is relying on him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to add in as far as this? Any other instances where trusting your higher power or somebody in your life that has that you want to tell their story? I just want to say that in a, in a general that, way, you know, you know, I've never seen anyone handle such news, with such grace as you have in these past six days, Mike. So, you know, that's truly a testament, you know, for you and, you know, really dealing with life on life's terms and turning to God. You're quite, you know, an amazing man. And I know God has great things in store for you. So God bless you, my friend.
Yeah. Thank you. You guys want to put a bow on it? You got anything else you want to add in, Dennis? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Um, it's crazy, guys. We are uh, we're going to have to do something really cool for our one year. Do you think maybe, I mean. When is our one year? How many our months? one year is, I don't know, like like a another seven episodes. What if we do seven? like. No, not even five. Let's do 50th episode and then 100th episode. Isn't that the way they do it? You want to do that? Okay. Well, then that, that means... That way you don't have to in... do math. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> 50 and 52 are like really hard differences. Yeah. Well, it just sounds cool. So, so that means... episode. I don't know. It's so I guess so next is 47. So we'll have 47, 48, 49. So in four more episodes, that's our that's our 50th. We'll have to come up with some ideas. We, we need to put together a, a planning committee. Yeah, I nominate James. All right, I'll get a speaker. No, no one seconded it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can plan it where, um, you know, our sponsors can be in on, on the fiftieth. So we'll try to try to get Mike and uh, find a time for Brian to come in too. Let's, I'll try to get. I'll try to get Anthony on. Hopkins. Let's have our sponsors come in, and and then they can talk about how wonderful all three of us are. Yeah, they'll be. And good. it could be an ego episode. Oh, have we done an ego episode? <laughs> no. Wouldn't that be great? I think I think that's already decided. <laughs> Jokes aside, I think I think fifty is going to be the ego episode. Um, the ego special. Yeah. I just and it, it's funny because the one day at a time thing. I don't know about you guys, but like I didn't think, I didn't even think we would make it to fifty episodes. And I, when I say that, I mean, well, I not, I don't I don't think yeah that's true. I didn't think we'd make it to forty six, but I also didn't think we wouldn't. You know, like I just thought, oh, oh it's another week. We're gonna do another episode, and I think that's. That's one of the, the best things and the slogans that's really helped me out is, you know. Well, I think we approached it with the right attitude, too. We yeah. did it as like, it'll be fun to do and we get to hang out and talk to each other about our recovery and yeah. stuff. So we almost did it selfishly in a way that like this would be good for our program and it'll just be fun to do. Yeah. Not worrying about, well, are we going to do a good show? Are we going to do a successful show? None of that matters. Right. You know, you just do it. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, we'll put our, our uh, bank accounts out there. You can see we didn't make a dime. Cash at me. <laughs> We're joking. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get struck down by the ghost of Bill and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's a mighty lightning bolt, by the way. It is, it is mighty. For every alcoholic that's actually picked up a one-year chip is like uh, however many uh, electrics. What is lightning gauged by? Electric units. Is that what lightning is? Gigawatts. Hurts. Yeah. Hurts. Megahertz. It would hurt a lot. You thought it hurt when you came into the program. Getting struck by the lightning bolt of Bill and Bob is a lot worse. We will be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 47. We are the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember to let go and let God. And we'll see you next time.